Welcome to another episode of Talking Strangers. I'm your host, Zahir. For today, we will get right into our episode with a take on colorism and a global awareness campaign. Hashtag unfair and lovely. Do you unknowingly identify yourself with your skin color? And you sometimes, you feel out of place for it. Do you? Well, you are not alone. Who else to talk to us about this than an active advocate herself? Mirosha Somersandram, who was also featured on BFM Radio and Astro V-Bus, interviewing about this topic. Enjoy the podcast. Mirosha, thanks for getting on board with us. Hello. Hey, so hyped to have you and bringing the energy with us on our podcast. So, I'm just wondering, so you yourself, you would consider yourself a brown person? Oh. Would, yeah, because we are yeah. The, on the subject of colorism. So yeah. I would like to enter the first question we would like to ask you straight away. What's so, up? What's up? Unfair and lovely. The hashtag. What is this campaign all about, really? It's a campaign started by a student in the University of Texas called Pax Jones in US. As a student? I was, yeah, she's a student uh, because she was harassed by her fellow uni mates for being on the darker side because she's African-American. So um, she started this campaign called Unfair and Lovely. She actually posted a picture of herself on Instagram, hashtag Unfair and Lovely. Uh, the, the hashtag was actually inspired by the skin product called Fair and Lovely. Ah, right. You guys know, right? Yeah, so um, Yeah, it's global. So she was like, you know what? I mean, it implies that you got to be fair to be lovely. So she was like, you know what? I'm unfair and I can still be lovely. She started They're that campaign. A point, yeah, uh, it's true because there are so many women out there who are unfair in inverted commas, and they're still lovely. But you know, uh, people are still crazy about looking fair and everything. That uh, they start purchasing the product and start using it in the hope of looking fairer. Uh, in other words, looking prettier to them. You know, fair means beautiful. So uh, yeah, that's how it came about, and then. Sooner or later, it just spread it, and now it's global. Uh, so many ladies in Malaysia as well are hashtagging unfair and lovely. And uh, uh, to be honest, in Malaysia, the brown people, Indians, are on the darker side. But uh, I yeah, realized brown after, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, um, only after I started talking about this, I realized that it actually exists in other among other races as well. Like my Chinese friends who are on the darker side of Chinese also started hashtagging this because they were like, you know, I'm discriminated by my cousins because I'm the darker Chinese. Apparently, oh, that's terrible. it exists hey, think, as well. It's just a, maybe a... Yeah, I thought, you know, race. I mean, what are you talking about? Because I'm Indian, I have that. I mean, you're Chinese, you guys are the fairest in Malaysia, what are you talking about? But he was like, no, it exists among other races. It's, it's always because you are the darker one uh, in your community, so you still get affected. So, you know, everyone on the darker side started using that hashtag and now it's global. It's crazy, and it came just like a hashtag, and people start realizing, hey, this is not only me. It could be like other people wanting to get on board with this. And that's how I started as well. That's how I got on board with that uh, by seeing one of my friends posting it with the hashtag. So it's one of your friends. Yeah, and then I when I clicked on the hashtag, and you know how on Instagram you click on hashtag and you see other posts related right. to that, and I, it was like my entire newsfeed was filled with dark women who look great, and they all hashtag with that. Uh, sooner or later, you won't believe it, but even guys 
Where it could yeah, relate we're, to we're, that. We're thinking like guys <laughs> don't really bother what your skin is. Yeah, yeah. but uh, apparently, you know, guys, um, they go through like guys when they're in school, uh, you know, color jokes were made on them. So they are affected oh, as color well. Color jokes? Color jokes. How, how, what kind yeah, of jokes? Like, oh, you know, oh my God, you know, I want to turn off the light. I can't see you. Like, where are you? That sort of jokes. So uh, colorism comes, comes into place in that case as well. So it's not only about women being dark and still beautiful, but it's also about colorism. So Unfair and Lovely slowly got related to colorism as well because uh, we touched so much on racism and sexism, but colorism was not really addressed until Unfair and Lovely came about and then people started talking more about it. I well, well, I also want to see, do you have any experience reaching out with people who necessarily have an issue about their skin color? Yeah, um, actually I wrote a really long post about my own experience so when it comes to colorism. Close to home. Close to home. So once I posted that, I had so many strangers just messaging me on Facebook. Strangers messaging strangers, you? Total strangers. I don't know who they were because um, it got shared a lot. It had like 300 over shares on Facebook because I made it public. So uh, people who did not even know me started messaging me and they were like, Oh my God, I thought I was the only one and I had... So many people, including men, they were like, you guys think only girls go through this, but guys go through it too. So um, I had people who were messaging me and they were like, you know, um, I thought I was just being oversensitive about it. But actually, there were over 20 people that messaged me saying that they went through it as well. Um, mostly it's because, um, you know, just now one of our friends was talking about it as well, about not being able to go for a swim because she got darker, she got tan, uh, that or... Um, color jokes in school or even um, guys sort of like uh, I guess discriminating you or uh, making fun of your skin color just because you're dark they kind of assume yeah. that you're not pretty uh, but you're so much more than that beauty is you know not skin dip so. places like in Texas I have a friend that's why Pax Jones the, the founder of this oh. campaign also she experienced it in Texas the smaller towns I guess their mentality is still stuck in the olden age I mean um, my friend is doing a degree somewhere in Texas now and the people there, they sort of do discriminate you if you're on the darker side and you, it does not matter if you are um, brown or you are black. I mean, as long as you are darker, you are discriminated in every aspect. So it's given that some towns, they're just not it's mentally mentality. there yet. It's a mentality. And they just, assume that you are less educated if you are darker. Right. Or just less intelligent. I mean, you. Um, I don't know if you've come across Michelle Obama even giving interviews on how she was challenged when she, she applied to go to Harvard. She was challenged to say that she yeah, might not be as it. intelligent as the other women there because yeah, she's she black. Has, she, she made a deal about it. Yeah, and yeah. she was one of the best over there. So even she made a statement about how she was um, not expected to do well because of her skin color. Yeah. So it's also related to uh, intelligence and not just beauty. So as we can see, there's a sort of a gap, I was about to allude to that. Yeah. There's a gap in the sense that people, it's almost like a class system yeah. that is happening. And it's not just at certain parts of the world. You can say your, your example is like the states, the countries, the counties. Yeah. They, are, they are actually operating based on this. Based on that, I mean, uh, and the, the worst part is it's something that you can't change about yourself. You're born yeah. that way. I mean, oh, well, if you're going to discriminate someone yeah. saying that they are dumb, well, they can read up and, you know, if you're going to say someone is um, illiterate, maybe they can read up and they can still uh, sharpen their, their thinking skills or whatsoever. But if it's but skin, couldn't they get fairer? Like the skin products? The skin and products, I'm telling they you, they surgery. never worked. They can do surgery. <laughs> they can, you know, like bleaching and stuff. And the yeah, next thing you know, you're the next MJ. But... 
No, I mean, think about it. Why do you want to... I mean, the main purpose of this, people wanting to change it is because of the societal perception. But why should you even change yourself or the society if you can't change the society? So I, I've, I've heard that people are like bleaching their skin and all for health purpose and... I was asked to bleach. Every time I go for a facial, I mean, you know, girls go for a facial, they're like, don't you want to bleach? I'm like, why? And she's like, um, you, your is skin will be safe? fairer. Is that even safe? Yeah, I'm like, safe? you know, um, and bleaching is not because you want a healthier skin, it's because you want a fairer skin. So, no, I don't want to bleach. People do ask you, don't you want to bleach? Don't I you think you should fairer? bleach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have family are telling me that I should try to get fairer. I'm, I myself, I'm sort of brownish. I, I, I can just stay under the sun for 10 minutes and I can get five shades darker. So, yeah. and that is like just a short time. And I do realize people say when they kind of meet you, they, if you look a little on the tan side, like my skin, it might be a real red. And then they say that you don't look as approachable. Somewhat, it's approachable. Yes, approachable. So you look fierce. I think that's the with a face that doesn't smile a lot. I think it, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the case. So yeah, definitely the, the gap is there. But is it really not not treatable in a sense? Do people really not want to do anything about it? Um, it depends on how you view yourself. If you're comfortable in your own skin, right? You're like, why should I get any fairer? I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. There's no problem. Wait, and there's. That's fine, but if you are affected by what people are saying about you, how you are being treated for your skin color, then yeah, I mean, I would, I would be lying if I said I never tried to be fairer. I did because I was affected by all these color jokes when I was younger. I did go and buy fair and lovely. I wanted to be fairer, <laughs> yeah. to be called lovely. And we are putting on sunblocks and all that. Yeah, yeah, to prevent, but it never worked, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I've given up. So and you I'm, tapped out. I tapped out. I'm, it's I'm not done your game. Trying. It's yeah. a different game. Yeah. So coming back to the campaign, the unfair and lovely, I really want to understand a little more of its general direction. Does it, is it, does it have any, like, does it want to achieve anything? Is there some sort of indirect legislative influence in trying to get over or anything like that? It's basically the main main aim is oh, just to an individual. Awareness. It's just an individual like no, support. No, it's not an individual movement. It's more to create awareness and challenge societal perceptions to say that uh, you know your skin color should not define who you are. Basically, that's just that. Uh, the main main point was actually to to tell women out there that uh, you know you can still be unfair and still be beautiful. But then slowly it became a lot wider. The scope became wider, and it started going into colorism. And then it started becoming like your skin should not define who you are and not just your beauty but also like what I mentioned just now, your intelligence, your personality. So it went so much more, went on so much more than just um, beauty. So it's basically just to create awareness and change the mentality of people. And I did have uh, Chinese guy friends who messaged me and they were like, you know Mira, actually I was fine with dark girls. I'm okay with dark girls. I don't only date Chinese girls. I was like, okay, good to know. So yeah, point proven. I'm like, now go tell your other friends, you know. And this is after they heard about after you that, and yeah. about the po- And some yeah. who did not even know that colorism existed, they actually wanted to know more about it because, um, you know, they are fair. So they were not made fun of. So they did not know that it existed. Yeah. Even if you are the fairer one and then you have a fellow um, darker friend, let's say, who is being discriminated, you don't really realize it because it does not affect you, you know? So you don't know that it's happening. So when I put it out there, my friends started asking me like, um, 
how come you know they started asking me how come you know i did not know that you would go through it i did not know this was even happening i was like yeah because i i thought i was the only one going through it so i did not put it out there and then when i saw the hashtag unfair loving i realized it was a global movement i was like why not tell people my story and then um i actually did see other people sharing their own story on facebook and that's how it just kicked off over here i mean right now like going forward is it seems like the cultural borders are thinning it seems that we are all very accepting with everyone and we're going we're like practically making friends across borders right now yeah and it's actually like it seems like it's the old practice to be like sticking to your comfort zone to the people of your skin same skin color and around this part of the world at least do you think things have been accelerated like over the past few years have like things crazy. really I mean, interracial relationships are yeah relationship very common very i mean now, what, what's it like in your now. in your your general circle uh general circle i have i have friends of all races dating other races and they are like you know what i mean uh we're done you know because i mean if you look at it they do have uh, especially in the asian culture they have like among their races itself they have like integration over there they have a caste system and Oh yeah, all that's that, right. All that that's rubbish right. that you think you you people are just in denial. They're like, no, you know, no, we're no. so much more modern now. But I'm like, no, it exists. It still does exist. So the practice, uh, the Malaysia, family, the family, family as well. Big, oh, my grandpa is crazy about that. It's all about like caste system because those days, okay, 40s, 50s, yes, they used to they used to categorize you based on your your uh, profession. You know, so um, someone who's of a higher caste should not be dating someone who's of the lower caste because. You're not of the same standards, but that was those days. Nowadays, people of the lower caste are equally as educated of the higher caste. So now it's uh, more towards interracial relationship. But in Malaysia, I have uh, uh, a Chinese guy dating a Malay friend. I have uh, Chinese friend she was dating an Indian guy. I have um, I have about three to four Indian cousins who are way darker than me who got married to German guys. So it's 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 happening. It's it's, it's so much more up. common now. It seems now. like it, and yeah. people are like. People are, open all and the messaging people are like, you we have no beliefs. choice. <laughs> no, not <laughs> no in that means. sense. But you know, um, people are actually getting married to people of other races, and uh, I would say that that is one. It's of one of the, the first steps to to actually battling steps. like the colorism perception. Yeah, you would think so. Yes, and I'm glad that it's it's um, getting more and more common now. Yeah, definitely is. Whether you are a late pop legend who had serious medical changes to his skin, or you're asking a magical mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? We might question our skin appearance from time to time. Despite being strangers, we can all still get behind any unfair social stigma. This is definitely not just about being oversensitive. Knowing and empathizing about how we feel can make our day better. That's it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Talking Strangers is produced by Azwan Jamaluddin and hosted by me, Zahir Ahmad. A special thanks to Mirosha, who you can follow on her Facebook at mirosha.s. Piping it out, that's M-I-R-O-S-H-A dot S. 
M-I-R-O-S-H-A.F. Stay tuned to the Talking Strangers SoundCloud page because we have more episodes lined up and ready to go. Keep it tuning. Until next time.